This podcast is proud to be part of the Blueberry Network. That's blueberry with no E's dot com. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to Transpersonal Radio with Angela Lynn Gibson. Remember, your thoughts upload your reality. Think wisely and always prepare to ignite. Welcome. Welcome to Transpersonal Radio. Transpersonalradio.com. Real talk for real life. Inspiring podcasts. Exploring personal empowerment. empowerment. And transformation. Through parapsychology, spirituality, and how your thoughts Up. upload your reality. And now your host, Angela. Angela L. Gibson. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash transpersonal radio. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. My guest today is internet marketing coach and founder of Marketing Access Pass, Anthony Tran. Anthony is a successful entrepreneur and Air Force officer logistics veteran who has voluntarily jumped out of an airplane nine times. He also happens to believe in psychics. Your first impression of Anthony would probably be similar to mine, a super intelligent, somewhat conservative, professional, yet friendly businessman who in no way seems to be someone who believes in anything supernatural or paranormal. And that's what caught my attention. A few weeks ago, Anthony sent me a note that said, Hi Angela, I checked out your show. Cool stuff. My wife and I have always been fascinated with paranormal insights and spiritual health. As our conversation continued, Anthony said, My wife and I have always gone to, to psychics and palm readers because we're so fascinated about the topic. Of course, I had to have Anthony as a guest on Transpersonal Radio. Anthony, thank you so much for chatting with me today and sharing some of your stories with our listeners. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate the uh, warm introduction. You bet. Anthony, as we go through our conversation, you don't necessarily have to give any names of particular psychics or palm readers unless they were really fantastic and you want to share. Or conversely, you want to share a story with our listeners about where not to go. But mostly I'd just like to talk about your personal interests and experiences over the years with various readers. Yeah, you know, for me, it's like, um, I'm not, I'm not sure if I if I believe or not believe, it's more of a, like a curiosity thing. And, you know, for me, I'm always been a spiritual person. You know, I have religious beliefs and, but I always feel like there's a higher being that's watching over us. And, and many people can believe whatever they want as far as different religions, whether they believe in um, uh, spiritual spirits that are watching over us. But um, yeah, for me, I always feel like there's, there is someone that's watching over me and my family is, and, and whatever uh, beliefs that you may have, uh, you know, I just feel like they're like guardian angels. So, yeah, I, I've definitely had some things that, um, you know, have really in, increased my belief in, 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 that, in that nature. Very well said, Anthony. I really, really appreciate your insight there because you shared uh, pretty much the paradigm of transpersonal radio. I like to get all sides of people's belief systems and, you know, whether they're atheists or whether they're Catholic or whether they're, it, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter what your belief paradigm is or where you're coming from. I love talking to skeptics. I love talking to believers. I love talking to everyone in between. 
And the point is being able to appreciate where everybody's coming from. Yeah, absolutely. So, Anthony, before we get into all the fun psychic stuff, let's talk about you jumping out of a plane nine times, not just once or twice, nine. Now, I know a lot of us wouldn't willingly do that once. So talk us through that experience. What was it like for you? Why did you do it? Okay, so let me, uh, I guess let me bring it back to my military days. Um, I was uh, selected to go to Army Airborne School, and this was a special assignment for Air Force ROTC cadets. And I was selected, um, the only one from my uh, detachment, I think there was like 150 uh, cadets, and I was the only one that got selected. Maybe it was because I was the only one that was crazy enough to volunteer, right? <laughs> but uh, so I got selected to go to airborne school, and it was about the month training at uh, Fort Benning in Georgia. And they basically, I trained with the Army, and they taught us how to jump out of an airplane willingly. And so that part of the process of doing that, I had to do five uh, jumps out of an airplane um, and these were considered low level jumps. I'm not going to get into the technical stuff, but then the other, uh, four jumps that I did was actually when I was a civilian. And I think this was just me just being adventurous. Like I wanted to go skydiving and, uh, yeah, I did, I went a couple places around the country and it was just a lot of fun. I did a lot. Uh, I did it. Um, I've been still trying to convince, uh, my wife that she should go do the same, <laughs> but uh, I don't think she's going to do that. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I can't say I blame her there, Anthony. And I would guess like, you know, with your, your previous military background and, and certainly being a risk taker to jump out of a plane, that's probably helped you today, even with your entrepreneurial spirit, because being an entrepreneur or being self-employed or running your own business, that's not for the faint hearted. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, I was watching this video on Facebook. And uh, I think it was like Steve Harvey had put on this post and he, someone asked him like, what does it take to be successful? And he basically applied it to saying that, you know, you, ha you have to be able to willing to jump off a cliff. And there's a lot of people that, uh, that, you know, just take that leap of faith, so to speak, the entrepreneurial leap. And if you're not willing to take that leap, you'll always be on the cliff, just watching everybody else flying below you. Um, you'll be safe, but you'll never be able to soar. That was his analogy. And, and I, I guess for me, it, to me, it's like, I'm not like a, I'm not like a daredevil, so to speak. I, I mean, I do have calculated risks, you know, I do take a lot of things into consideration. Um, when I do stuff, it's not like I just kind of jump freely and not think of any, you know, repercussions. Um, this was a big decision that was in the making for, um, my family and I, it was many years before I had the, the courage and the, the faith and belief in myself that I could do it before I finally did take the leap. Well, we're glad you did. So you've said that you and your wife are fascinated with paranormal insights, with psychics, with palm readers. Tell us more about that, Anthony. What fascinates you most? What would you like to learn more about? Well, I think for us, we, you know, we, we definitely have a, a deep uh, faith and and we know that there's something else that happens um, when you pass away and we don't know exactly what it is and we know that our faith tells us you know there's certain things um, and I think we just always had this curiosity like what happens when you pass away what what is the uh, what is the higher calling right and um, I think for for us you know we just wanted to kind of explore that and see if there's anyone that could give us the answers. Um, and, and that's kind of like how it happened. And, you know, we visited um, a psychic a couple of years ago and, and it was, just, it was, like I said, it was for fun. We just were curious. And most, most times we've been to places where, you know, they're 
hit or miss. Like some of them are okay and others like, but this particular lady, um, her name um, was Mrs. Lee and she was the local lady in the town and we just went to visit her and basically all she did was we came in and she just asked to have um, a metal object of some, of some sort for us to give to her and she basically held it in her hand and she um, she was just, I guess, I don't know if she was channeling or something like that, but and I didn't say anything to her. I never met her in my life. And there was just a couple of things that she said that just like, I was thinking like, there's no way she would have known that. You know, like most people think like, okay, readers, they'll, they try to ask you questions and then maybe you, they think like, oh, you're, they're trying to just fish for, for you to answer. But I literally sat for 30 minutes and I didn't say a word. I never met her in my life. And she was telling me stuff that I, um, you know, at, at the time I was just like, wow, how did she know that? And, you know, I'll, I'll give you some specific examples because I'm sure people are like, well, what did she say? Absolutely. So, for example, she said, um, one thing that I remember she said was, you're going to have an opportunity to go to Arizona. And I actually live in California. So, she's like, you're going to have an opportunity to go to Arizona pretty soon. I don't recommend you go. It's, it's better that you stay here. Um, it's safer. Um, but you will have an opportunity as, as best that you stay here. And I was like, okay, that's one thing I just kind of like kept in my mind. And the other thing she was saying is I see like you're, you're trying to start your own business. And this is, you know, like I said, this is when I was working my corporate job and I was working and I, and she's like, I see it. And you know, of course you're like, okay, well, yeah, you could have figured that out. But she's like, I see you doing something in the fitness industry. And it was true. I was creating a blog on the side and it was a, a fitness blog. And I was like, okay, wow, this is pretty crazy. She <laughs> was able to nail, I mean, like out of all the different, uh, I guess, industries out there, right? How does she pick that particular one? It was yep. pretty, pretty point blank. And then there was a couple other things. Um, she said that, you know, I, I see you, um, I see you working really hard and you're really overwhelmed and you're stressed out. And I see that, you know, you love your wife and your family and you, you're willing to do anything it takes. And she says, I see you doing well in this business, um, but it's going to take some time and you need, there's a few more things you need to learn. And so I was like, okay, well, this is interesting. Um, and yes, all those things are true. Um, I love my family very much. And there was any, and then at the time I was just very stressed out at work. I was working 60 hours a week, nights, weekends on holidays. And I was trying to figure out a way to essentially escape that situation. So I was trying to figure out a way to start my own business so I could do so. And in my own particularly online business where I can work from home. And that was the whole idea. So I was like, wow, okay, that's pretty fascinating. So let's go back real quick to the Arizona thing. And then, you know, and there was a couple other things and I can't quite remember all the details, but this one thing did stand out. Like literally a week later, my boss comes in to uh, ask me to come to his office and he's like, hey, Anthony, um, I have two free tickets to go to Arizona to... <laughs> Um, I, I think it was a baseball team. I think it was like, ooh, I can't, I'm not a baseball fan. So I, whatever the major league baseball team, right? He's like, I have two free tickets to go. You know, would you like to come with me Wow! and go? And I'm just like, holy cow, like, that's crazy. <laughs> <clears throat> out of all 50 states yeah. out there, you know, what were the odds of her saying that I was going to have this opportunity to go to Arizona? And so, of course, I <laughs> kind of, you know, took her warning because I was like, okay, well, maybe there's a reason why she said that. And I was like, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm going to be busy that week. I'm not going to be able to make it. <laughs> so, but you know, most people be like, hey, that's a cool opportunity to go. Sure. But who knows? Maybe something bad would happen. I don't know. 
Um, and, uh, you know, and, and then she also said something that kind of stuck in my mind. She's like, uh, this, this business that you're going into, it's going to change and you're going to do well. And, uh, your service side of the business is going to do well. And I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't really know what she's talking about. Cause I was like, I, said, I was making this fitness blog at the time sure. and, <laughs> you know, fast forward a couple of years here I am today, I'm doing my business and, um, I wasn't. I was struggling for for many months um, trying to make any money out of this business and trying to make anything work. But finally, I like a light bulb hit me and I said, you know what? There's a lot of people that are asking me for help uh, for do do for use type of services like web design, social media, SEO, that kind of stuff. And at first, I was like, oh, I don't, you know, that's that's uh, not originally what my business is about. You know, I was originally trying to create like a video tutorials and membership sites and all that good stuff. But, um, you know, after a while, I was like, you know, I'm going to give this a shot and see what happens. You know, maybe, maybe there's a reason why people continue to, there was multiple people that continue to reach out to me for this type of assistance. So I said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and take on a few clients. And oh my goodness, <laughs> when I opened that door for, for taking on service clients, it's like the floodgates just opened up. And, and now I'm like, it's, I've been so blessed to be able to have, um, people that trust me to help them with their business. And uh, it's gotten so busy to the point where now my wife is also leaving her full-time job and we're both doing this together. So, you know, <laughs> I don't know, like I, like Fantastic. I said, I, I, you know, it's hard because like, here I am, I, I have certain religious beliefs that tell me like, okay, I'm not supposed to believe these things. But then yet, you know, I went to this person and she just, man, she just, the things she told me was just so powerful. And I was like, yeah. So I don't know. Like I, all, I, all I know is there are maybe spirits or, or, you know, spirit guys that are watching over us. Cause I feel like every time I'm in a point where like, like I'm at, I'm in like severe stress, severe desperation, like maybe like money is a really big problem. And I'm like stressing out about it. All of a sudden somehow like you know, money comes or, or like a situation comes and it saves us. And I don't know what it, how to explain it. Sure, sure. I, I absolutely understand those kinds of what, what I call divine synchronicity or divine intervention. You know, I have a lot of friends from many different cultures and different countries. And it's interesting to me how various cultural influences can shape how we perceive paranormal phenomena. For example, Many Latinos practice curanderismo, which is a folk healing with a shaman. The shaman's powers are considered supernatural, and shamans are called upon because of the belief that many illnesses are caused by malevolent spirits, or it's a curse, or it's a lesson from God. And another example would be Santeria, which is a pantheistic religion that includes a trance and divination system for communicating with their deceased ancestors or other deities. How has your culture affected your belief system, Anthony? Um, yeah, I mean, my culture, I, I come from a, uh, Asian descent, so we are, my family's heavily, uh, Catholic. And so, you know, of course we're raised in, and we believe in, uh, God and Jesus Christ and, and just being good people and, and the fact that we'll, you know, all go to heaven. And as long as we, you know, don't sin and, and do any of the, you know, um, as long as we don't, don't, uh, do anything that's against the 10 commandments. So those, those are all things that's really like shaped me, um, growing up, um, having a belief that is heavily tied to, um, 
you know, my family and my upbringing. So, and I think that that's really helped me too, when I do stuff that is considered adventurous or risky, um, when I'm in a situation where it's really tough, I just, I just pray and I just have faith that everything's going to work out. Excellent. Yeah. I can, I can uh, understand that. And I think it's really helpful for people who have a belief paradigm to have that sense of peace or that sense of, of um, belonging. I think it's very helpful oftentimes, especially in times of vulnerability or um, like you said, when you're taking risks or taking chances, for sure. Uh, it's interesting because in, in my early years, I was raised agnostic. So there was no discussion of God or higher power or anything of that sort in my household. Yet there were paranormal events happening to me very early in childhood. And in my case, most everything was approached from a scientific or logical paradigm, you know, even though the paranormal was accepted as a possibility. So it's interesting when I get to speak to other people who from very early on were raised up with a particular belief system or their family structure it, and how that would shape an individual's belief system. One of the questions that I find interesting for you would be, especially with a Catholic background, I know for many people who have a religious background, the very idea of seeing a psychic or a palm reader would be blasphemous and not accepted in their religion. So how has that shaped your belief in the paranormal? Have you had a conflict there or, or is it okay? Um, like I said, it's, for me, it was, uh, yeah, it is considered like blasphemous and you're not supposed to do those things. Um, but I don't know. I feel like, and this is just me speaking, uh, I just feel like, uh, to me, uh, religion, spirits, the the higher power, it's all, I essentially, it could all essentially be the same. Like, like, I feel like because I am, have faith in my Catholic religion that there are spirit guides that are watching over me, whether my ancestors that are angels that are watching over me from the other side, or even God himself. So, I mean, for me, it's just, um, you know, I always feel, I feel very blessed that some, someone out there is watching over me. Um, and I don't, and I think it's, I think it's, you know, some people feel like they have to label it. Um, and for me, it's just like, I know that there's something out there. It's special. And that I, that I have faith that I'm being watched over and, whether you call it paranormal activity, whether you call it a Catholic, you know, religious beliefs, whether you call it Christianity. I mean, I, I feel everybody has a right to believe in whatever they believe. And, and essentially I feel like it's in a way that's all, everybody's right in their own manner because, um, you know, everyone's faith is, is to their own. And, and at the end of the day, I feel like religion, spirituality, beliefs, it all helps us do one thing. And that is for comfort for us to um, feel grounded that we have, that we're safe, that we're always being watched over and that we're blessed and we're, that we feel blessed for everything that we do. And in every, and to me, it's like every religion preaches something. They always say, be good to man and, and mankind, be good to one another. Um, you know, don't kill, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't, you know, yes. they, they all tell you to, to mm -hmm. be good people. You yes. Know? And so essentially it's mm -hmm. like, I don't, I don't, to me, I don't feel like uh, anyone has to judge each other based off of what they believe. Very well said. Very, very well said. And I agree. I think no matter what we label it, and as humans, we try to break down our complex reality into small 
labels or, or boxes that we can begin to understand the complexity of what we are experiencing. But I agree with you in that I think regardless of what you label your belief system, it does all go back to the same source. Now, when you visited your first psychic or the first time you decided to visit a psychic, that was the time you were telling me, I, I think, where it was just kind of a whim. You're just curious. You want to see what it's all about. So going forward, now you said you've been to psychics and palm readers. So have there ever been instances in your life where you've gone into someone in particular for some kind of insight on an issue? Or has this always just been sort of a, a whim? Yeah, it's always been a whim. You know, we just, whenever we travel, if just we just happen to see one, we're like, <laughs> "Hey, let's go check it out." You know, it's just like for fun. Let's see what let's see what this person will tell me. You know, excellent. Um, and I've had other people, like I said, I've had, I don't know, I've I, I've had other times where I, I went and I just didn't feel like what they're reading was accurate, or or I maybe felt like I don't know, I just didn't feel like a, a um, the connection, the connection there. Yeah, yeah. so not saying that they're not real or not. I just, I just didn't feel the connection as the one that I went to originally that, that like I said, that I didn't, she didn't ask me anything. She just started reading and just started sharing information. And it was just, you know, and, and the, the interesting thing is, yeah, I have gone back to her. Um, it's been a while since I've gone back to her, but you know, I, I did go back to her, I think like a year and a half ago or something. And I think it was just because I was in a time where I was stressed out. I was debating if I should leave a company a job that I, because I was, I was been with this company for like, I think over six years and it was a good company. It was paying me well, but I had, I was, you know, looking for new opportunities, um, somewhere else. So, you know, I went to her and just said, Hey, you know, is, am I ever going to leave this job? Like, <laughs> it, you know, you know, kind of thing. And she was like, I see that there's a man that's going to help you, um, getting into this new, this new, uh, new, a new company that's going to be more technologically advanced. Um, it's going to be a better job. It's going to um, be better for your, your family um, as far as like lifestyle. And you can, if you stay at your old job, you'll be, you'll still do fine. If you leave it, you, you go with your new one, it'll, it'll be good. So both opportunities are great, but there's going to be someone that's going to help you. So I was like, okay, well, that's interesting. So <laughs> yeah, I just, I just left that then, you know, a couple of weeks passed. And I went to go eat at a restaurant and in the, I, I met this gentleman and I was actually, I just had finished my degree in aerospace. So I was looking, actively looking for a job in aerospace. I was, before I was working in the automotive company, uh, automotive industry. And I was looking, actively looking for a job in the aerospace industry. And um, I, I, we, me and my wife had dinner and then we just met this gentleman and he was sitting right next to us. And who would have thought, but he, he worked for the company that I was trying to apply for. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And he was a manager of, you know, great authority and he's, uh, you know, long story short, he, we traded information and, um, a couple months later, he helped me get a job at that company. <laughs> Fantastic. And I was just like, wow. And, and, you know, it was a better job. It was, um, I mean, for as far as lifestyle, because, um, my old job, I was working like 60 hours weeks. Like I've said, this new job was more like. 40 hours a week and I had like every other Friday off. So it was, it was like, as far as work-life balance, it was a lot better. Um, so, you know, it's just, I don't that know. Is, like I, I can't really explain it. You know, most people <laughs> would be say like, well, you know, maybe you're looking into it. Maybe you're reading it. Maybe you're trying to find this, the connection, but mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, you can say whatever you want to say, but I was just thinking that's, 
to me, it's like a miracle. It's a blessing. So. Right. Absolutely. And there are certain things that happen within a particular time frame where you say that's a little bit further outside the possibility of chance. You know, that's beyond coincidence that that particular event occurred exactly as described. So that's one of the things that fascinates me about this whole thing as well. Now, when you were talking about Miss Lee, she was practicing what's called psychometry, where she would take an object from you and and be able to tap into your energy field and your information that way. Have you ever been to any psychic readers who use tarot cards or or any other means? Or what kinds of other readings have you experienced? Yeah, I went to a tarot card reader. Um, and I don't know. I, I didn't feel like as much of a connection in that in that for that particular reading. Um, the stuff that she said was a little more general. Um, and I think that's why, not saying that it's not true, but I just, it wasn't like the way the other lady said it, where it was like pinpoint, like right. you, you are trying to start a business in the fitness industry and you're going to go to Arizona. I mean, it's like, right. that was like, it was, <laughs> was more like you are a good person. You're this year is going to be, um, you know, financially tough or, you know, you know, this year you're going to be very blessed. I mean, it was just very like, General, vague. more general, more vague. And it was just, you know, so it, 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 it didn't strike a chord with me as much as the other lady. Tell me a little bit about a visit to a palm reader, because that that's of particular curiosity to me. Curiosity to me. I've never actually done that. And, and I, what was that like? The only palm reader I've been to was um, my father actually took me when I was younger. I think it was like seven or eight. And he said he knew a man that was like really like famous, like world renowned, I guess. Um, old Asian man, very wise looking. Um, and I was like seven or eight years old. I didn't know anything, but I guess this man, you know, it's like it's famous. He, he's apparently, just, you know, read some, some really, you know, famous people, I guess. I don't know the full story, but basically I do remember going to this man. I do remember him looking at my hand and I remember him sharing some stuff and it was like in, in, um, in another, in a foreign language. And, you know, my dad, he's, uh, he understood it. So he had to translate to me. Um, but basically my dad said that the man said that I was going to be doing a career or job that was different from what most people consider like the ordinary. So I'm not going to be like your standard doctor, lawyer, um, you know. Uh, yep. Accountant, all the, like, yeah, all the, all the, main- all the <laughs> So he just <laughs> yeah. said I was going to be doing something different that it was going to be something like a leadership type position where I have it, be able to influence a lot of people. Um, but it's something different, something that's not your normal everyday type of thing. Um, he also said like, you know, when you're between the age of um, 16 and 18, be very careful who you hang out with because you have, you know, the, the people that you hang out with, um, it, you could either hang out with really good people that can, you know, do help you do well. And there's going to be people that um, could really get you in trouble. And, you know, yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> you know, and yeah, of course, most people are like, well, of course, teenagers, you know, you can get yourself into trouble, blah, 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 blah. You know, like that's typical advice, right? Sure. But, but, but here's the caveat. <laughs> so there were some people that I was hanging around in high school that necessarily wasn't the right crowd. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I mean, it, there was some situations where I was in that, man, I could have been, you know, I could have been in a world of hurt. So I had made a conscious decision to, um, you know, leave all of those friends behind uh, when I went to college. I wanted to start fresh, make new friends. Um, and yeah, I think that's made the world a dis- difference as far as, you know, things that I've been able to do since then. You know, one of the questions I was going to ask you is what is some of the most profound advice, guidance, or information you've ever received from a psychic and how did it change your life? And I think that was probably one of the key turning points for you in your life. Yeah, it was one of those things where I always remember growing up and going, what does he mean? (laughs) You know, like who Mm -hmm. are these people that he's talking about? Um, And it's possible had you not heard that from him, you may have never even questioned it and kept going down this path that could have been detrimental. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I, I, I actually, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm like debating if I should share this cause it's just really personal. <laughs> you only but, share what you're comfortable with, but it's just so profound. Um, you know, I'm, yeah, I'll go ahead and share it because I, I feel like people can learn from it. So I was like, uh, I think that was like 18 years old and I was hanging out with some friends and we were at a new year's party. And we were just hanging out. I think it was like a hotel. And people, um, I was just sitting there hanging out with some friends. And all of a sudden I hear this, like, it was like, it was a gun cock behind my head. And I just, at that moment, I knew exactly the sound. There's like a profound sound. You know that sound, right? right? And I was like, oh my gosh. But for some reason, I didn't freak out. I just turned around very calmly and there was a gun pointing at my head. Oh and there's my this guy, he's, and he was like some gang guy, gang member. And he was like, you know, he was just saying all this stuff. Like, oh, you know, do you know who I am? Blah, blah, blah. And, and it's just like, and all, my, and all my friends were like, whoa, 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 relax, relax. He's not who you think you, he is. You're mistaking him for somebody else. Wow. Relax. He's cool. He's with us kind of deal. And it was just like this crazy fiasco, right? And the guy calmly puts his gun down. And I walk out of the hotel room and I left, of course. Right. So I was yeah. like, I was like, in, I was like, I wasn't upset. I wasn't, I was just more of like in this state of shock. It was weird. It was, Surreal. Like a, it was in a state of shock. Like, oh my goodness, did that just really happen? <laughs> so, you know, of course I leave. And then my friend's like, dude, I'm so sorry. Are you okay, dude? Are you okay? And I was just like, um, yeah, I think I'm all right. Um, and so I go, you know, I don't know why, but I did go back to the party. I just like, and the guy, of course, comes back to me like, hey, man, I'm so sorry. I thought you were somebody else, blah, blah. And I was just thinking like, holy cow, you almost killed me. Right. For a mistaken identity. Wow. But, uh, you know, that that really struck a chord with me um, because it's, it's, it's never, it, it's always changed everything that I've done uh, since then. You know, the, it totally, because I had a decision like whether I was going to stay in the same neighborhood and go to school in the local area or go away. And I was like, I'm leaving. Right. I'm, I'm leaving all those friends behind that. And not saying that my, you know, my friends were bad, but we were in just bad situations. Correct. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh man, I got to get out of here. So of course I left. And, um, you know, it, it's like I said, it's, it's shaped the way my life has changed because if I didn't make that decision to leave, I wouldn't have gone to the Air Force. I wouldn't have, 
you know, went to the military and without, I didn't go to the military, I wouldn't have gone, gotten the job that I did after I got out of the military and I wouldn't be here where I am today if, if throughout all these change, chain of events, right? If I had stayed in the local area um, and, and the crazy thing is that year of my freshman year of college, I think two people that I knew that we were in, hanging around the same crowd, I found out two of them died. Wow. One, one died in a drive-by, one died in a stabbing. My so, so yeah, I could have been in one of those situations and that could have been me. So yeah, so I don't know. Like, I guess I, maybe that's why I'm not afraid to explore, you know, that because of that childhood situation where I went to the palm reader at the age of seven and he said something that forever shaped my life in a positive way that warned me of something that could have bad happened. I don't know. Maybe that's the reason why I'm just like, you know what? It's okay. It's, right. <laughs> you know, it's okay. Like mm -hmm. I, I know I have these religious beliefs and absolutely I'm, I do believe in those things, but at the same time, I feel like there's spirit guys that are watching over me. Without question. Have, so, yeah. So yeah, that's my, that's a, I've never actually told anyone that. Story. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing that because that is profound and it does. Those are the kinds of real raw stories that I love to share with our listeners because somewhere out there is someone who's going to relate to that and it could change their life for the better. Yeah. So I guess that's maybe why I shared it, it was, you know, maybe it will touch somebody out there and it will help them in them in their life in some way. Thank you so much. So share with us, Anthony, one of the worst readings you've ever had and why was it terrible? <laughs> um, well, I, I think like, I don't, I don't know if it was the worst, but like I said, <laughs> the, the one I went to was, was a, a tarot card reader and it, I don't say it was just bad. I just said, I was just used to people telling me more stuff that was a little more pinpointed mm -hmm. uh, versus very general. Right. And, you know, she was more of like asking for questions and, She's just reaffirming and, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that in a way because I feel like sometimes you just need, whether it's you go see advice from friend or you go talk to a priest or you go talk to your parents or whoever you, you feel safe seeking counsel from, sometimes you just, you already know the answers. You just need to hear from somebody else. Some kind and, of, some kind of validation. Yeah. Some kind of validation. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes, you know, um, I think sometimes that's the case where, I just, I just, I want to hear it from somebody else. That's right. And even though I know the answer, I just wanted just validation. Uh -huh. Yes. And I think that's a fair, I think that's a fair desire. And it helps us sort of mirror and make sure that we're thinking on the right path or do we need to change our thought processes or do we need to, uh, you know, get second opinions. It, I think that's absolutely a, a valid thing to do. Now, most people... They seek out a psychic or a palm reader for what I call the top three or the trifecta. So, you know, love or relationships, money or career, and health. Those are the big ones. Did a psychic predict you meeting your wife? Um, no. Nope. No. Did you actually uh, ever even ask that question? That's a big one that people ask. Uh, no, I don't think so. Yours no, was I... more around money and career. and. Yeah, it was more around money, career. Life path as well, actually. Right, life path, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. So one of the things that I would find interesting is your opinion on what you would say to those skeptics or debunkers who say all this psychic stuff is just pure nonsense and it's impossible. I don't know. I mean, that's their right to their opinion. And I'm not saying that they're right or wrong. It's just, like I said, I, th I think if you just you can believe whatever you believe in, whatever guides you, you know, and 
like I said, like like I said before, it's like if you if you don't believe in psychics, but you believe in your own religion or your own just personal moral beliefs, whatever those beliefs are, you're probably right. <laughs> right. You know. That's uh, right. And like I said, I, when I started this whole thing, and I said, it's like, I don't know, I don't know to tell you the truth what I believe uh, in in a sense with with this paranormal. Like, I don't know if I believe in it or I don't believe in it because there's like this, um, I guess, this conflict of of interest because in one side it's very, I'm not supposed to believe it because it's my religion. But the other side, there's things that have happened to me that says that, hey, you know, I may should open up to the possibility. So what I've concluded for my own self to how I can wrap my brain around it is I don't know what it is. I just know that there's a higher spiritual guide that's watching over me. Whether it's whether it's an angel, whether it's a spirit guide, whether it's part of my religion, whether it's my ancestors, I don't know. But all I know is I've been very blessed because I've been in situations where it could have been life threatening, right? Yes. But I've like those kind of situations that there's someone watching over me that kept me away from trouble. So that's kind of how I see it. And you know, for everyone else who's listening, if you know, I'm not trying to debunk i'm not trying to believe one way or another i'm just sharing with you my personal experience and this is the reason why i've I've kind of feel this way i love it thank you so much for sharing that and you know we're pretty much on the same page there i i um have the same structure that i've been able to sort of put together over the years from many different belief systems and 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 my own experiences and you know as far as one of the things that i talk about with my clients and my students, oftentimes when they come to me with the conflict of, well, my religion says I'm not supposed to believe this or, or fool around with that. Uh, you know, I always like to remind them of the teaching, teachings of Jesus. And Jesus was one of those who practiced this type of, you know, prophetic ability to be able to tell people, this is what's happening. This is what you need to do. He practiced mediumship. He practiced raising Lazarus from the dead. And and it says in the New Testament, we should covet to prophecy. And so I like to remind people of that. And beyond that, he said that we would go forth and do greater works than these. So that's one of the ways that we can reconcile. And again, ultimately, it all comes back to the same source, whatever you label it. I want to revisit what you were talking about earlier. A lot of non-believers say that psychics are doing nothing more than cold reading, meaning they throw generic keywords or vague bits of information out to gauge your reaction and read your body language. They're not really doing anything beyond what any one of us could do, right? Now, you've said you'd had that experience with the tarot reader. It was sort of vague, more like a cold reading. And yet, we go back to Miss Lee, that was a completely different experience. So... Talk to me a little bit about how your feelings are between those two different experiences. Well, yeah, I mean, like the cold reading, it was, it wasn't as profound, right? Because she was asking me questions and I could give her leading questions that can help her, you know, decipher or find out, discover more information or reveal different information that may be something I want to hear, maybe something that I, you know, what she thinks I want to hear, that kind of thing. Whereas with Mrs. Lee, she just read me. Like I never met her before. I never talked to her before. She just started talking. 
Yeah. So to me, that was like more impactful. Like, wow. Like, how did she, how did she read me like that? You know, I was like, I mean, some people would be like, well, she could have just guessed, but right. I don't know. That was some pretty specific guessing. That was some pretty specific <laughs> guessing, you know, like, I don't know. Like, it was just crazy. Like, how would you, how would she know that? But, um, I don't know. I mean, that's fascinating. Um, yeah. So, so, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I feel about that. It's just, you know, I'm not saying that one was or the other, but the fact that I had a reading that was not cold, cold reading, it was just like everything that I've been, that I've been experienced afterwards that has been, that has kind of been like a cold reading. I kind of like, uh, doesn't feel the same. Uh-huh. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't have the same impact. That's right. Some people are embarrassed to say they believe in psychics. And I'm really excited that you are sharing your experiences on the air with our listeners, Anthony. Have you always been that forthcoming with your belief system or your belief paradigm? Or have you kept that to yourself for fear of ridicule or maybe even issues with your career? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, it's always like taboo, right? You're not supposed to talk about your religious beliefs. Sure. You're not talking about those kind of things. Um, so, yeah, I guess in a way I am careful. Um, but at the same time, I guess after speaking to you, I just kind of feel like, maybe there's some people out there that are going to want to need to hear this. Absolutely. And, you know, I hope that whoever is listening doesn't judge me. I'm not, like I said, I don't, I don't feel like in one way or another that I would judge you and whatever you believe. I just sharing with you my experience and, um, you know, you can kind of take what you want from it. Absolutely. Um, I love it. And, and that's just the kind of person I am. I don't judge anyone. They can have any religious belief or, you know, if they're agnostic or atheist or whatever, I don't judge. I mean, that's, that's to their own, own, to their own, you know, liking to, right. to me, I can only focus on myself and what I do for my family and what I believe. And, and all I know, like I said, all I know is I don't know. I can't explain it all. All I can say is I've been very blessed. Um, and I'm thankful every day for all the blessings and that, that all the things that have happened around me, for me, for my family, I feel like we're always being watched over and they're always being safeguarded against, you know, bad things. So that's that's, that's just kind of how I feel about that. I love it. I love it. Unfortunately, there are some charlatans out there who are in the business of doing nothing more than separating vulnerable people from their hard-earned money. And I try to be very diligent about sharing the warning signs of such charlatans and making sure people go to genuine readers who are there to actually provide a valuable service. What are some of the warning signs you would share with our listeners, Anthony? How can people find a genuine psychic? Oh, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. So so do you get a feeling when you sit down with someone or, or let me put it this way. Do you feel that you, well, so maybe this is where your spirit guides come in. Maybe you were divinely drawn to Miss Lee. Maybe your your father knew that you should see the palm reader when you were seven. Maybe they were looking out for you. Do you have any feeling of connection when you first sit down or, or sort of like, eh, I don't really want to be here. This isn't the right person for me. What's kind of been your experience? No, I don't really necessarily have any feeling one way or another of like, I guess the only thing is, you know, like, I guess you have this kind of intuition where, you know, if you meet people, some people, you just have this intuition, like, oh, they're not necessarily good people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it's just you being paranoid or, or what, but 
there's just some people that you get good vibes from and there's some people you don't get good vibes from. That's for sure. <laughs> but I have, but you know, I've been fortunate. I haven't had any, I haven't had that feeling against anyone that I've come to talk to. Excellent. You know, it's just, Excellent. You know and maybe it's just the fact that I'm, I'm, I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm just a nice guy. I don't judge people. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you are a nice guy. And I think that has a lot to do with it because again, you're able to discern and, and going back to the, very personal story that you shared earlier about being in that life-threatening situation, you were able to discern immediately, I need to make some changes in the types of people that I'm allowing into my inner circle. Yeah. I think it's the same thing when you're looking at readers. You have to be very discerning, just like you would if you were choosing a physician or an attorney or an accountant, like we were talking about earlier. Any type of therapist or counselor or psychotherapist be very discerning about the person you're choosing to go to for counsel. One of the other things that I'm really adamant about is deconstructing the myth that psychic abilities are gifts. Everyone is psychic to some degree and can hone that skill. Now, you've shared with us a few moments of your own psychic awareness or intuition that you've noticed in your life as far as, again, discerning different paths that you should take, uh, whether you should stay in your neighborhood or move away to go to school. Talk to us a little bit about how that feels for you when you know you're getting an intuitive hit and you should listen or if you've ever ignored an intuitive hit and what those consequences were. Well, I don't know if it's intuitive or it's just my brain talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> so again, with the labels, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's my brain talking to me or if it's intuitive or, or someone's guiding me. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I guess in a way, if, ha has there been advice that I've ignored? Or there, there's signs and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You know, who doesn't, right? You know, right. sometimes, um, you know, for example, when I was working with my uh, uh, my marketing coach, uh, John Lee Dumas, you know, he was telling me, and this is not a sign, but, not a, but she just said like, hey, you need to focus on, you know, building your audience. Don't worry about your membership site right now. And I was like, okay, but I was focused on building my membership. Like, that's what I, <laughs> that's what I wanted to do. And uh, he told me, like, don't do that. You should go down this path. And that was through mm -hmm. his personal experience, mm -hmm. right? So, <laughs> so yeah. I was like, so I didn't listen to him. Uh, and I just went down this because I was maybe stubborn or something. <laughs> and, uh, you know, of course, he was right. He was right in the fact that I should have, you know, not worry about my membership site. And then, you know, the weird thing was when I did let go of that membership site, when I just started focusing on, helping people, building an audience and just giving things for free and just helping people and being, not asking for anything in return. That's when everything started to turn around for me. Excellent. Um, when I wasn't focused on the money, when I wasn't focused on my own personal, you know, benefits, I just focused on the other person helping other people and things just kind of naturally, you know, progress from there. So I don't know. Like, you know, you mentioned it was a sign. Was it a feeling? I don't know. Like, uh, maybe it was a sign. Maybe it was some feelings that were telling me that I should do this other thing. But I think anything like human nature, you, you're always having this um, inner struggle, right? right. You have, <laughs> maybe your heart's telling you something, but your head's telling you another thing. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, that was another big thing that happened to me was I had this inner struggle because, you know, I, I, when I started this business, I didn't have a lifeline. I, I was borrowing money. I didn't have savings to go off of. And the the money that I was borrowing was running out very, very quickly. And I was in a very tough situation where 
I was like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? I just left my job. No money's coming in. Uh, do I have to go back to work? Do we have to sell our house? Like I was really stressed out about it. And a part of me was like, well, I just need to find a way to make money. <laughs> you know, right. like that was the bottom line. Like I just need to make money. Yes. But there was this inner struggle because I was like, well, I want to give this membership site away for free. And, but the, my brain was telling me, no, you need to make money. Don't be stupid. <laughs> you need to charge for this. And so it was this constant inner struggle. Like, well, I want to give it away for free. I know that's everybody else around me was telling me, you know, you need to pay for it. That's stupid. Um, but it was this inner conflict that kept telling me, no, give it away, give it away. Just, you know, just help people give it away for free. Don't worry. And despite my situation, when, like I said, I was really in trouble. I was like financially in trouble. I just took a leap of faith and I just said, you know what? I'm going to give it away for free. I refunded all of the people that were in my membership site. I gave them all the money. I opened up the whole thing for free for anyone who wants to join. And I kid you not, like a couple of weeks later, things just started turning around. Like it was, people were starting to approach me. I was starting to get recognized. People were inviting me to be on people's shows. I was like invited to, you know, help speak at a conference. I was you know, it was just weird. I was just like, I didn't, I didn't ask for these things. I just started, I guess, letting go of the whole worry about money. And I just said, I don't know how it's going to work out, but it's going to work out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it did. Wow. And, and like I said, that, that's one of those things where I can't logically in my head, I can't put a finger on it. Right. Mm -hmm. So the only thing I can say is I just, always feel that there's someone watching over me spirit guide religious like we talked about like yep. I, you can label it whatever you want to call it but i don't think this would have happened naturally you know i don't know like how does that happen you know like i said i was like thousands and thousands of dollars in debt no money coming in no nothing right nothing was happening going good and then i just let go right i just took took a leap of faith she said, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just going to follow my heart. I'm just going to let this go. And I'm just going to keep helping people and, being, and, and just providing value. And all of a sudden, things turn around. And everything, and I always remember that because I always feel blessed. And everything that, that has come to me so far, I always very humbled the fact that I know what it was like to be in that situation. Um, that everything that is given to me at this point, I'm always just so thankful. And I know that you know at any given moment, it can be taken away. And so I'm just always thankful, always, you know, trying to help people because, you know, without me doing that, I wouldn't be in a situation I am today. What a fantastic story and what a wonderful learning example for people who are in that situation right now where they are having the struggle between head and heart or left hemisphere of the brain and right hemisphere of the brain and, oh my gosh, what should I do? I just need to make money and being in that fear cycle that seems like there's no way out being able to finally get to the place where you just let go you followed your intuition by saying i'm going to refund people's money i'm going to just start doing what i feel is right i'm going to offer value to people i'm going to stop focusing on me and my fears i'm going to start focusing on what i can do to bring value to others and everything turned around what a fantastic story is there anything we haven't touched on that you want to share with our listeners or anything you want to expand on? Yeah, I guess the only last thing I want to say is um, 
I don't I know. Just <laughs> I, I, like I shared before, I, you know, hopefully you don't judge me one way or another. Uh, I'm just sharing with you my personal experiences. I can't explain it. I don't, I, there's no way I can explain it. I, there's no way I can label it. I have no idea what to call it. All I can say is I'm just very thankful and very blessed. And uh, hopefully if you're in a situation where um, you're needing some guidance that uh, you're just willing to accept the gifts around you and willing to take the blessings and just, you know, and uh, be open-minded. Exactly. Stay open-minded and be open to all the possibilities because there are things that are happening or that can happen greater than we could ever imagine. That's the fun of it. How can our listeners easily find you if they want to learn more about how to get a website built or how to get help with growing their online presence or even ask you something about the information you shared today? <laughs> yeah, so um, they, can, they can visit me at marketingaccesspass.com. I just have a website where I do offer services and just free information. As I talked about, I have free information, video tutorials, anything that they, you know, that they could help them build an online business. So Fantastic. And I'll make sure to put that website in my show notes on my site and link to that so people can find you in case they're driving and can't write down or memorize the website. And Anthony, I just want to thank you so much for just being open and sharing and, and really providing some value to our listeners today. I really appreciated it. It was fun for me. I learned a lot and I hope you enjoyed yourself as well. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Trans Transpersonal Radio. If you'd like to suggest a future future topic or be a guest, visit transpersonalradio.com. Call the hotline at 619-800-6057 or, or like our page, facebook.com slash transpersonalradio.